Okay, now, yes. Magandang gabi po sa ating lahat muli dito sa ating sa Amerika, dito po sa ating mga nanonood sa ating live stream. Uh, praise God that uh, nagkaroon tayo dito sa church ng, um, uh, in spite of the pandemic, obviously, our leadership in the church sa pamumuno po ng ating mahal na pastor, Pastor Sam, and all, all our pastors, uh, they are they adjusted because of what's happening right now because of this pandemic. And we praise God that we have this, uh, this type of platform, this type of medium that we can still preach the Word of God in spite of the CDC safety guidelines at patuloy pa rin tayong uh, uh, nakikinig sa salita ng Panginoon Diyos. Thank you so much. Wow! I was actually listening to Pastor Sam a while ago and I couldn't believe it. My goodness! 33 years na ang Bergen Bible Baptist Church. Parang kailan lang, my goodness. Nung ako ay ma-involve sa church at uh, binata pa ako noon, panahon ng hapon. <laughs> Medyo talagang matagal na, my goodness. But I praise God, 33 long years of service sa ating Panginoon Diyos, Bergen Bible Baptist Church. I'm really thankful sa ating mahal na pastor, uh, Pastor Emeritus, uh, Dr. Maximo Mendoza. Siya po ang nagtatag uh, at siya nag-umpisa ng Bergen Bible Baptist Church. And we couldn't be happier and excited of our 33rd anniversary. And can you imagine ang ating uh, guest speaker, Dr. Mylon Geiler? I believe he is already 80 years old. Oh my goodness, 87 pala. Can you imagine that? At the age of 87 and he's still going strong and still preaching the Word of God. What a blessing, di ba? What a blessing. Well, uh, salamat po muli. Uh, kanina, uh, I'm watching the... Um, Uh, uh, my daughter sing and parang bumabalik sa akin yung nakaraan na kalong-kalong ulang siya nun. My goodness. Eh, ngayon, eh, malapit na yata ano. Eh, hindi ko alam kung matutuloy. <laughs> <laughs> Oo, eh, syempre. Wow. Time flies so fast. So, pagka natuloy, eh, si Sister Cora napakakantahin natin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, kasi ano na eh Siyempre, may sariling family na eh Ayun Eh, sabi ng sister ko ha, Now that the president, former president Donald Trump Is not the president anymore Eh, hindi na daw talaga siya kakanta <laughs> Amen Magandang gabi po sa atin dito sa Amerika At magandang umaga naman dyan po sa atin sa Pilipinas Magandang umaga po And tonight, my goodness, um, I'm, I was actually praying and thinking of a lesson that will really bless our hearts and also in line with our commitment to God to be of service. So I, I actually uh, have this uh, uh, prayer. And since, um, if you will notice, January 27, eh, my goodness, parang kanyo New Year lang, January 1, eh, ngayon matatapos na. And uh, actually, yeah, mag-anniversary na tayo. And then after that, love month naman, uh, Valentine's naman. And kanina lang, nag-uusap kami ni Sister Cora sa kotse. Sabi, sabi ko sa kanya, meron ako isang client na pinuntahan. Obviously, nakamask ako. Nakita ko yung Christmas tree. Sabi ko, oh, hindi ko ba tapos na Christmas tree? Ay, hindi na. Pabayaan na dyan. Anyway, isang taon na lang, Christmas na ulit. <laughs> sabi ko, oo nga, no? Oo nga, 12 months na lang, Pasko na naman. Kaya pabayaan nyo na yung Christmas tree dyan. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Anyway, praise God again for our presence. Praise God that I'm able to uh, give you a message again. And I praise God for the ministry of Bergen Bible Baptist Church that all the deacons in this church are given a chance also to be able to preach the Word of God. So ang lesson po natin ngayon is very, very uh, simple but at the same time very timely para sa atin ngayon. And I will title this lesson uh, The Power of Vision. And obviously, makikita po natin dito sa ating uh, slides ang ating main verse which is a very, very familiar verse. Proverbs 29.18, anong sinabi ng banal na kasulatan? King James Version, where there is no vision, the people perish. As a matter of fact, tinignan ko rin sa modern translations, hindi KJV. The modern translations actually say, when people do not accept divine guidance, they will run wild. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be gathered once again for our Wednesday night prayer meeting. In spite of the fact, Lord, that we have this raging pandemic going on, thank you, Lord, for this medium, for this platform that you have given us. Be able to have live streaming and continue to preach your word. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership of our church. Thank you, Lord, for, for their vision to be able to preach the word of God in spite of this pandemic. And I pray, Lord, also for all the members, officers and members of the church, and everybody, Lord, so to speak, that we will be safe from this COVID-19 pandemic. And I pray, Lord, that you will always bless us and guide us. Without you, Lord, we are nothing. Everything comes from you. We just continue to praise your name, honor your name. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Wow, amen to that. The power of vision. Tayo po ba ay naniniwala doon? Where there is no vision, the people will perish. And I will start my lesson tonight by giving you an illustration. And um, Larry Carter, and uh, hindi po si Larry Bird ng, ano, ha, ng Boston Celtics. Larry Carter is actually the president of Great Lakes Christian College. And you know what? He, he shared the following story. Listen to his story. I remember when I was a kid, some 40 years ago. Can you imagine that? 40 years ago. Some 40 years ago, playing on a Little League baseball team. Now, um, I'm sure yung ating po mga kabataan, they also have their favorite sport. Uh, some have uh, volleyball maybe or maybe basketball. Uh, when I was still a, in high school, Obviously, sa Philippines, ang uso lang doon talaga is basketball lang kasi yun ang pinakamura. Bibili ka ng bola, ano na kayo, kung baga sampu na kayong pwede maglaro. So, he was saying here, Larry Carter, the president of Great Lakes Christian College, he said right here, one of the things our coach did was host a picnic for the team at the beginning of every season. After we ate our hot dogs and our hamburgers, she, he actually sat us down for a pep talk, a little pep talk. He asked, how many of you have a dream of one day to play in the major league? Doon po sa ating mga kasama na medyo hindi familiar sa major league. Ibig sabihin po niyan, yung maglalaro ka na talagang professional baseball player. Yung kumbaga is uh, inakikita natin sa television. Professional na yun. Ang tawag doon, major leagues. 
Now, almost every hand shot up, every kid with his hand. Up believed he could do it and play in the major leagues someday. And you could actually see it in their eyes. It lights up. They are very excited. He then told us if that is to happen, that dream should begin now in our game here in the Little League. I was so inspired by the challenge of our coach. All of us were dreaming that one day it will happen. I was really inspired by that. We practiced, we played hard, and believe it or not, we went undefeated for the next few years playing in the minor leagues. All-star teams from other leagues would play, and we will demolish them, and we will win. Some 25 years later, I became a little league coach myself. So ngayon, malaki na siya. And then, he himself now is a little league coach. Pastor Larry Carter. Sinabi niya. I brought all the kids together at the beginning of the season to give them also a pep talk, just like my coach some 40 years ago. And I asked my team the same question. How many of you have a dream to one day play in the major league? And believe it or not, what happened is not one hand raised their hand. Nobody raised their hand. Not one kid believed that they could do it. And I could see it in their eyes that they don't believe it will happen. I was speechless. The rest of my talk was meaningless. I couldn't really comprehend why nobody in my kids, when I spoke to them and asked them, do you see yourself to be playing in the major league someday? Nobody. What had happened in the 25 years since I was a kid, he's asking, Pastor Larry Carter is asking, What had come into their lives to steal the dreams of these kids? What had convinced them that they would never be more than when they were? And they don't see themselves excelling and playing actually in the major leagues. What is the moral of the story? And what does that have to do with our lesson about the power of vision? I often ask myself the same question when I read the book of Acts. And I'm sure you're all over, everybody is familiar with the book of Acts. And then compare the dreams of the early church to those of the modern church now. What happened in the life of the church to steal our dream? When did the church settle for just in the game instead of winning the game? I can't put my finger of the exact time in history, but it must have been whenever the church lost the vision that God had given him. You see, not all churches have the vision of God. Some churches actually lost it. And they just surrendered that they could not win anymore souls. And, they, and, and, and a lot of pastors who visited our church here in Bergen Bible Baptist Church actually gave us some testimony that they feel sorry they visited some churches who are huge churches But there's only like five, six people who attend those churches. Huge churches. What happened? What happened to the vision that God has given to these churches? There's no more passion 
There is no more dream of having a, a vibrant, a vibrant, cheering church for the Lord Jesus Christ. And thankfully today, many churches, in spite of that, like our church, so obviously Bergen Bible Baptist Church, we are rediscovering the power of vision from God. Obviously, we, are, we have some challenges, and that is a part of the uh, life of a church. There are also challenges. But in spite of that, Bergen Bible Baptist Church and other churches continue to be vision-driven because of the scripture given to us by the, our Lord Jesus Christ. Power-filled living is also very important in our quest for vision. We want to start off by rediscovering the type of power that is available when we know and follow a clear vision from God. And how do we have a clear vision from God? From the scripture itself. The scripture itself will guide us on what to do in order to be a vibrant, mission-driven church and always witnessing church. The Bible gives us this reminder about vision. It's just we, we just spoke about it. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 29, 18, we just read about it. The idea is that when God's people don't follow the vision or guidance from God, I repeat, don't follow. If they don't follow the vision or guidance from God that God offers, they will find themselves in a mess and will lose the dream that God has given them. And a lot of churches are suffering from that. Here at Bergen Bible Baptist Church, I am very, really blessed with the kind of leadership that we have, starting obviously from our uh, Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Max, and then obviously to our pastor right now, Pastor Sam, and all our pastors. They have the, the drive. In spite of what's happening right now, this pandemic is just raging. But thank God we have this type of platform. And we continue to be fed by the word of God in spite of, in spite of what's happening right now. Here in our church, we believe that through scripture experience, God has given us his vision for this church and for the members of this church to continue on proclaiming the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Vision. We need to have not only vision, but continuous vision. Don't lose sight. We believe that God wants us to function as the New Testament church, and our vision is to become the church that we read about in the book of Acts and throughout the New Testament. We are not satisfied being the church that is. We want to consistently grow toward the church we know we can be with God's direction. Amen? We also believe that to become a biblically functioning community, we must have reaching the lost as our top priority. Then, once those lost people are found, our top priority for them is to equip them to become everything they can be for our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? Obviously, after we have witnessed to them and they have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, the next one is actually to disciple them for them to be Christ-like too. We could boil our vision down to these two words, evangelism and discipleship. Those two things are very important. When you evangelize, you have to disciple at the same time. We want to win people to Christ and then teach them to become Christ-like. Now it is one thing for the leadership to adopt this vision as they have done and quite another for the entire congregation to adopt it. Sometimes the leadership of the church is very vibrant. Sometimes the leadership of the church is really strong in vision. But without the help of the congregation, nothing will happen. 
Oh, no, that's the work of the pastor, not me. No. It is the work of the whole church, not only the pastor. Time and time again, we always hear this, being admonished by our pastors. And I thank God for our pastors. They continue to teach us. They continue to admonish us. We also believe that to become a biblically functioning community, we must have reaching the laws as our top priority. Amen. We have all our missionaries. And we believe in missions. We continue to support the missions. We want to win people to Christ and then teach them to be Christ. And now, it is one thing that we need to also be able to disciple. Part of our vision is also discipleship. Vision is very important. Vision gives us hope. Vision gives us continuity in our faith. Now, as we start our lesson, let me give you four examples of the power of vision. And this is our message. I'm just going to share to you four examples of the power of vision. The first one is vision brings devotion. As you can see in our slides right here, 1 Chronicles 28, 9, 10. 1 Chronicles 28, 9, 10. Tingnan po natin, ha? And this is not actually King James, but this is ESB. And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord churches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Be careful now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary be strong and do it. Amen. Amen to that. What, that, what does exactly it says for us to have a uh, devotion? Vision brings devotion. What does that mean? When I understand what God wants for me and the church that I'm a member of, it leads me to be devoted to this one task that I've been called to. Devotion. Because I, I, I now understand what God is calling me to do which gives me the freedom to pursue this one thing rather than many things. Now, uh, some of the women here, our ladies, might uh, tell me, oh, Brother Glenn, we can multitask. Yeah. Yeah, uh, ano yun eh, ng Diyos yata yun talaga na ang babae habang nagbe-makeup, kumakain ng almusal at kakape. <laughs> Sabay-sabay habang namamalan siya, naglalaban na rin. <laughs> Pero... In the course of what the Bible is saying right here, you just have to focus on one thing rather than many things in order for you to be successful. It gives us the ability be, to be wholeheartedly devoted to this one purpose in life rather than too many purposes. Consider the example of Solomon, we just read it, who has given instructions to complete the building of God's temple. This was God's vision for him, and he devoted his life to it. And this is what Solomon did. He built the temple as God has instructed him to do. He was wholly devoted to the vision of God. Amen. And we, as members of Bergen Bible Brother, we also have this devotion to be faithful and to also support all the projects and ministries of Bergen Bible Baptist Church through the leadership of our pastors. 
devotion. Now, let me let you in on something. As marvelous as that temple was that God has Solomon built, he has called us to something much, much greater. God, through the vision he has given us, has called us to be devoted to leading men and women and children into God's very throne by the salvation experience. Amen. We will turn unchurched people into fully devoted followers for Christ because we are devoted to God and the vision He has given to us. Without this devotion, we will simply be going through the motions, but with devotion, but with the devotion, we will accomplish great things for God's kingdom. And the number one, obviously, is to win more souls for Jesus. Make the unchurched church and disciple them. So the first one, the first example of the power of vision is vision actually brings devotion. Number two, vision brings direction. Philippians 3, 13, 4. And let's read it. I think my pastor already did Let's just read it. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, those verses were repeatedly preached a lot of times already. But in our lesson for tonight, this is actually the direction that given to us through vision by the Lord Jesus Christ. As a way of illustration, and this might be a little bit funny, but at the 1999 conference in Houston, Texas, speaker Marty Ensign, a missionary to Africa, told of bringing some African pastors to the United States for a big evangelical event. During their free time, these Africans wanted to go shopping. Wow. Even though they were in a small town, Marty knew there was a chance someone might have difficulty or might get lost while shopping. So she gave them her phone number for such an emergency, just in case something happens. In less than an hour, the phone rang and an African man said, I am lost. Marty said, lay the phone down, go to the street corner, find out the names of the two streets at the corner, and I will pick you up wherever you are. So in a few minutes, he returned to the phone, this African, and said on the phone, I am actually at the corner of walk and don't walk. <laughs> she reminds me when I was very new in this country. I was in Los Angeles. Um, I was actually at the corner. Uh, and says there, no standing. I was thinking, no standing. So am I supposed to sit down here? <laughs> Those are the days, because obviously you're new in this country, you don't know. And I was really afraid that if I break the law, so I was thinking, I was actually observing the people around me. They are sitting, but no, they're still standing. So I, stay, I stand too. <laughs> but it says, no standing. <laughs> Sometimes as we seek to know how God is leading us, we feel that we're at the same corner. But when we, but when we understand and apply God's vision for ministry, that isn't the case anymore. 
When we know that God has called us to be a biblical functioning community and to reach the church for Christ, we have a filter through which we can strain what we should and should not do be doing as a church. If there is something we would like to do that does not fit into our vision, then we don't do it. Even though it might be a good thing to do, it might fit into another church vision, but not to our church vision. Let's say that someone in the church thought that we should start a daycare. Marami mga church nag start ang daycare, di ba? Meron silang mga ministry about that. Now, if a daycare would help us to reach the unchurched and actually disciple the, the saved, then it might be a good thing for us to do that. But if it's not applicable, what the Bible is saying right here, don't do it if it's not applicable in your church. Do only ministries which are applicable and that could literally help you to be outreaching the community. What they are saying is the event or the ministry for Church A might not be applicable to the ministry of Church B. Paul said he continues on doing one thing, not dabbing in a bunch of things. It is simply a matter of focusing on a limited amount of ministry so that we are able and very effective in reaching out for the, for the people who doesn't know yet Jesus Christ. And to accomplish that, rather than focusing on a multitude of things, we should just focus on one thing that is effective for reaching out the lost. Amen. I believe that. Bakit natin gagawin yung ibang ministry na hindi naman effective sa atin? Hindi, effective yun doon sa church na yun. Baka sa atin pwede, effective sa kanila, baka hindi effective sa atin. We have to think of other ministry that could be effective in our place. Number three, vision, and I like this actually, vision brings dedication. Isaiah 41.13, what does the Bible say? For I, the Lord thy God, withhold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. In a book titled Anthrologist on Mars, neurologist Oliver Sacks tells about Virgil, a man who had been blind from early childhood. When he was 50, Virgil underwent surgery and was given the gift of sight. But as he and Dr. Sachs found out, having the physical capacity for sight is not the same thing as seeing. Virgil's first experience with sight were confusing. He was able to make out colors and movements, but arranging them into a coherent picture was more difficult for him. And movements, he couldn't do it. Over time, he learned to identify various objects, but his habits, his behaviors, were still those of a blind man. Dr. Sachs asserts, one must die as a blind person to be born again as a seeing person. It is the interim, the limbo that is so terrible. Now, why am I saying this? This is a very good illustration. Some people are like that when they begin to understand God's vision. It's like they can see it and know it to be the right thing to do, but it takes them a while to adjust to a new way of thinking for Christ. Tama naman. Alam na nila, pero kuminsan, hindi pa rin nila masyado makomprehend. 
There needs to be an experience, especially in the church culture, where we quit thinking about church in the sense of what it can do for us and begin thinking along the lines of how God can use us as a church to minister to others. Dedication comes when we not only understand God's vision intellectually, but when we adopt it as our own and begin working toward fulfilling it. It's not all that hard to come up with a biblical statement concerning what God wants us to do. It is quite another to dedicate ourselves to actually doing what God requires to see that what he wants done really gets done. My question for those of us right here is what are we doing today to help fulfill the vision and mission of God? What are we doing, Diva? Our pastors keep on reminding us on what to do, but do we actually do it? No, it's not only the pastor's job to do it. We also have to do it and be helpful also to the ministry. Others will have to think about it for a second. When you ask that question, what are you doing for Christ? What are you doing to fulfill the vision and mission of God? Some wouldn't be able to answer it, as a matter of fact. They will hesitate to answer because they don't have really the answer for it. But when we get to the point that we all not only understand the vision, but are dedicated to seeing it fulfilled when we see God's power in ways we've never dreamed of before, my hope is for us that we will begin thinking prayerfully that we can do it by the grace of God. You cannot do it on your own. It is only by the grace of God. We need to have the grace of God to do it. And I believe that. I don't believe in people saying, oh, I, I, I can do it myself. No. My wife, Sister Cora, always tells me, um, Dad, you really can be a politician. I said, Eh, ang galing mo magsalita. Pagsalitain ka, pwede kang magsalita sa entablado na hindi ka nag-iisip. Sabi ko, hindi galing sa akin yung galing sa Panginoon niya. Kanya-kanya tayong binigyan ng gift, di ba? All is given to us by Jesus. Hindi tayo dapat mag-brag dyan. And I just thank the Lord sa gift na binigay sa akin at gift din na binigay sa inyo as long as we use it for the glory of God, it's okay. Amen. Praise God. So let's continue to be thinking prayerfully as well as strategically on how we fulfill God's vision for us. Amen. Number four. Number four. Ano po ang sinasabi? Number four. Vision brings delight. There are a lot of things that I could say to bring delight in our life. Ito po ang last natin, uh, last example natin. What does uh, vision bring? Vision brings the light. As a matter of fact, this is actually my favorite. Why? Because itong sinasabi. When, I mean, just to give you an example. Di ba pagka, I'll just use myself as an example. Masaya na ako pag nanonood ako ng TV at meron ako kinakain na merienda. Simple lang naman ako, hindi naman ako high maintenance. Manood lang ako ng TV, nanonood ako ng basketball. Okay na sa akin yung masaya na ako. Pero some of us are, syempre, meron din tayong sariling kaligayahan. Syempre, maari sa pagluluto. Si Sister Silene, magaling magluto yan. 
mas naisihan ka talaga. Masasarapan ka talaga sa mga kinakain mo. Diba? Tayo mga lalaki, gusto natin manood tayo ng sports. And we, we feel excited, lalo na ngayon. Ano na naman ngayon? Um, uh, football na naman. Super Bowl na naman. So, uh, laging inaabangan niyang, ng mga lalaki. Well, mga babae nanonood din. Pero mostly mga lalaki, kasihanan nila yung manood ng Super Bowl. There is delight. But there is nothing that makes me happier or brings that deep-seated joy well beyond eating or maybe watching volleyball or, or football or basketball than seeing a person turn their life for Jesus. Yung po ang pinakamaganda. Yun po ang the purest delight of the delight. Hindi lamang po sa mata ninyo, as a person, as a Christian, hindi sa mata na rin ng ating Panginoon Diyos. The best delight is to bring someone to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we fulfill the vision that God has given to us, we are, called, we are walking toward bringing joy not only to that person's life that just got saved, not only to your heart that actually brought him to the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, but to Jesus himself. He is delighted. Amen. Luke 15.10, ano sinabi ng pananakasulatan? Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. That is the delight of all delights. And if this is what brings God's delight, it surely must be the greatest thing in existence. And I want to be part of what God is doing, and I know that you do too. So every time that we witness to a friend, Every time that we show some love for Jesus, every time that we offer a cup of coffee, a cold water for the thirsty, in His name, we are taking steps toward experiencing the delight of doing and being in God's vision. It brings delight to our hearts. Our question for tonight as we close is, when was the last time you experienced the delight of leading another soul to Jesus? Kahit ako po, uh, guilty rin ako. Minsan, hindi tayo nakakapagdala ng isang kaluluwa o soul para sa Panginoon Diyos. We sometimes need to re-examine. I mean, ano ba talaga ang purpose natin? Yes, we need to work. Yes, we need to earn a living to pay our monthly bills. But more importantly, we also need to have someone accept the Lord Jesus Christ showing them the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Time and time again, sa grupo namin sa Clifton Bible Study, um, uh, we are actually uh, asking ourselves, we need to invite more people to have more members in our Friday night Bible study. Yung kanya-kanya tayo na grupo, Clifton group, Hackensack group, Jersey City group. It's not only us, we need to invite more people. When was the last time we invited? And I thank God, uh, obviously, hindi ko nababanggitin ang mga pangalan. There are some members of our church here in Bergen, Bible Baptist Church, that continue to invite. Invite. They you see some, some new faces because of these members. They, they just continue to invite. And, I, and, and frankly, I'm blessed by that. And sometimes I feel guilty myself that I was not able to invite some people. I'm not able to invite more people to, to hear 
the preaching of God's word. And that is part of the delight that we only not give to them, not only to our hearts, but more importantly to our Lord Jesus. My hope and prayer as we close is that we would all grasp the vision that God has given to us and begin applying it in our daily lives. I pray that we will have the, what do you call this? I would say the raging desire in our hearts to have the vision, to have the faith in accordance with God's will in our life. And I am I'm, fully 100% sure that the vision of God should be in our hearts and that vision to evangelize more. It is not only the job of our pastor to do that, it is also more so our as members and officers of the church to also go out, invite people, and let them hear the gospel. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to share your word and be admonished again that the vision should be staying in our hearts. It should not only stay in our mind, but more so in our hands, in our feet, in our tongue, as we continue to share your, your word to other people, most especially people who has never heard the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us safe in this pandemic. I pray that we will be saved by your grace. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.